seven pitch. Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. It is Bedlam at the bank. Swung on, hit it, crossed, and the Phillies are going to lead it. Four to nothing. Now Harper sends one in the air, way back to right center. Welcome to the Bell Ringers podcast, Colin Daly and Ben Goldstein. And Ben's pointing at it right now, folks. Red October is not too far away. It was an exciting month for the Phillies in August. They were probably the best team in baseball. I don't know the actual numbers there, but I imagine that they were throughout this month. And it was very exciting for the players, the fans, the baseball world in general. And now the Phillies are five games up in the National League wildcard. There are three games up on the second-place Chicago Cubs, and it's going to be very fun to watch and to see how this all shapes up come October. I think it's October 3rd is when the regular season ends. October ben, what's your reaction? Is it What is it? October 3rd is the when the wild card starts. I when it starts, okay. The regular season ends October 1st. 1st? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so Give me your takeaways are... from this month, Ben. All right, well, first of all, Welcome to what episode number is this? 36? 36. Episode number 36. I apologize for those listening on podcast apps that had to listen to two different parts last week. I apologize. There were some difficulties with the file download. Blah, 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 blah. A bunch of boring stuff. But this this episode should probably, will definitely be um, one episode. Um, So welcome back for all of you who's listening. Uh, this episode is brought to you by SeatGeek, of course. Use when you're buying your tickets. Go to for anything. Go to SeatGeek. Download SeatGeek app, and when you make your first purchase, use code Philly Sports Report. I will save you twenty dollars off your first purchase. Um, playoff tickets going to be expensive, so you're going to need that money off. So use code Philly Sports Report twenty dollars off your first purchase. Um, what are my thoughts on this last month? Yeah. <laughs> What what is can I not I I mean when Harper hit that home run yesterday or on uh on Wednesday recording this on Thursday when he hit that on Wednesday it was three hundredth career home run I I I lost words the fifty ninth home run of the month for the Phillies it's the most ever by a National League team in the month of August it's the most ever in a month in Phillies history I, I it was just everything was clicking this month I hope. I hope they weren't peaking too early. I want to get into that later. If how you feel about that, but um, it was just I don't know what it was. It was some, something about the air this August. The Phillies just crushed the baseball. Yeah, it was definitely a very fun team to watch this month. Can we go to the peaking early now? I feel like it kind of fits where we are. Yeah, sure. So I, you're not the first person who's mentioned this to me, and. It might not have been as obvious last year, but they had to have some sort of peak. It might have, it might not have been like the five games in a row or the eight out of nine that we just did, but they went from being a team that was eight games under 500 to a team that I think ended the season, I want to say 12 or 14 games over 500. Last year's doesn't really. I think they were 12 games over 500. They were... 87 and 70. 87 uh, and 75. Yeah. So 12. That... 
it wasn't it might have seemed like a steady consistent stream to go from point a in when joe girardi was fired to point b when they had that final series in houston but there was a good stretch in there like i said it might not have just the reason that we we don't recognize that is because they hit the 59 home runs this month because bryce harper is probably going to be the runner-up for national league player of the month that's the reason why it didn't seem like they had that peak during the regular season last year, but this quote unquote peak that happened from October to November, 2022, wasn't the only one that happened last year. Might not have been as, as obvious, but they had one during the regular season. This, I feel like this peak is just so much more of an extreme 59 home runs right. in the span of one month. Trade the, the ovation for Trey Turner to start the month and him have, that might be the biggest single season turnaround in Philly's history by Trey Turner this month. Um, Bryce Harper's power coming back. Nick Castellanos had a had a explosive month. Kyle Schwarber hit ten home runs. Um, the pitching, the starting pitching wasn't. I I think there was a there was a no hitter this month. Let's not forget that there was a no that. hitter in August. Um, it's just like so many incredible things happened this month that we didn't get that during the 2022 Phillies regular season peak. That this peak is just so extreme, unlike the peaks we had last year, where it felt like our peak last regular season. I mean, obviously, there's that first week in June where they won nine straight games might have been the peak regular season for the Phillies last season, I think, until the playoffs. But they weren't hitting. 22 home runs in 13 games. They weren't throwing no hitters. They weren't hitting home runs while down three, and they need like they weren't yeah, hitting they crazy. They weren't hitting these crazy home runs at this rate that they were last season. Like it just seems like every time they need a clutch home run right now, they got it. Where I don't remember that always happening last season. I do. I do agree with that, but I don't think that's going to skew any of the players' visions in in September and October. I think they're pretty level-headed when it comes to realizing that they had a good month, but they can't, they can't slack off now. Oh, I no. mean, they this, are I think this three this, games up on the Cubs. So this it's team, not like they have that huge separation. This team feels like, as Dev Dombrowski would say, we feel tight. Um, I feel like this, I feel like this team, they they know they were they went through it last season. They have veteran guys that weren't here last season that were brought in this season, um, that know how to keep themselves in check. Um, so they have a they don't have an easy September either. So they play the Braves no, a they lot. Don't. They play the Braves a lot. They play the Mets who I know they're the Mets, but they struggle against the Mets a lot. Um, they started off against a really good team, the Brewers. It's it's gonna be a tough month for the Phillies. I mean, don't we might say, oh, we're chilling. We're five games up. Don't say that, because I agree. Everybody, I, we know we're still watching the Philadelphia Phillies. Right. This is the same team that blew some terrible leads in 2018, 19, 20, 21. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. So I know it's a while away, and hopefully we have a podcast between now and then. But is the Brave series right after the? Uh, right after the. Brewer series, well, or do you go to the Cardinals in between? If Phillies.com would load for me, I'd love to tell you. There we go. Um, I want to say it's Brewers, Cardinals, and Braves. 
right, let's flip. Oh my god, I can't believe we're looking at September already. Uh, it's Brewers. Then we go to San. Oh, we have a while to the Braves. We have the Brewers this weekend, and then we go to San Diego, and then we host the Marlins, and then we host the Braves. Oh, yeah, it's a lot farther away than I thought. Yeah, I so about the, the Braves series, series. The Braves is a four-game series, two games on the eleventh, and then twelfth and thirteenth. Right. How about this? How many of those games are supposed to win? Friday the eight Friday the eighth against the Marlins? Peanuts night. Ew. You don't like the peanuts? Those little squeakers? No, I can't stand them. You don't like Charlie Brown and oh my god. Alright, this is a different topic for another time. Um I don't I don't I don't know how to handle this Brewers series. The Padres are the Padres are still a good team. Um I don't care what anybody says. The Padres are still a good team. Um yeah. They're the most – is unclutch a word? Is unclutch – can you make it a word for this? Sure. They're the most unclutch, not clutch team. Do you know they have zero extra inning wins this season? Zero. They have they're, no, they're like 0-12 or 0-13. The pa- they got the, walked off the last two days. The Padres are a mess, but they still have power in that lineup that can scare you. They still have Fernando Tatis Jr. They still have Juan Soto, who I forgot existed, by the way, until right now. They still have Xander Bogarts, even though he kind of stinks this season. They they still have names in that lineup that you can't have. Blake Snell's a very good pitcher. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. Pretty sure he lowered his ERA to 2.60 in his last start, which is pretty absurd for 2023. Yeah. So I, I feel like there, there's a phrase that goes around that any team can win on any given day. And I feel any like give, it's 2023. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. The San Diego Padres are the prime example of that. Like, they could go up against the Braves, with Snell on the mound, and they could just clobber them 9 nothing. And, yeah, everyone would be like, whoa, what just happened? But I don't think I'd be that surprised. Because they have the star power to do that. I, just, I don't understand what's wrong with that team. And their pitching is okay. Seth Lugo's actually been pretty good for them this year. Snell's been great. Uh, Darvish is Darvish. He's had a little bit of a down year. He's kind of like he's having a very Aaron Nola esque year. How Schwarber like, owns still, Darvish? Still good pitchers with good stuff, but Darvish hasn't had exactly the same results as he had last year. Yeah, and Schwarber, Schwarber's Darvish's daddy. Yes. So I want to go back to uh this month of August. Where does this? Is this the greatest month of Philly's history? No. <laughs> Regular season month. I, I, I'm sure if I did a deep, deep dive, I could find a really good month they had back in some random time between the establishment of the team and now. Since 1883, this is a hundred. You know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go on a quick one minute rant if you don't mind. All of these years. people, all of these people are out here saying, "Where does Bryce Harper rank among the top Phillies of all time?" First of all, he still has like seven more years in that contract. Second of all. The names I'm seeing on these lists are like Schmidt, which is great. Carlton, which is great. This is all on Twitter, by the way. And then I'm seeing Rollins, Utley, Howard. We're not going to talk about Hall of Famers. Like, guys, let's go. Robin Roberts, Jim yeah. Bunning, Richie Ashburn. Do they not exist anymore? Because Over Cleveland old? Alexander. Exactly. Greatest Philly of all time. I right behind me. He's the man. All right, give me your like, top five Phillies it, of it, all time right now. I don't, I don't know how to do that. 
I, I got don't know. I, you want to hear my top Phillies of all time? I actually had a conversation with somebody sure. about the other day. All right, number one's Mike Schmidt. Number two, Steve Carlton. Number three, Grover Cleveland Alexander. Number four, Richie Ashburn. Number f- number five, Robin Roberts. Number six, Jimmy Rollins. Number seven, Chase Sutley. Number eight, Jim Bunny. Number nine, Ryan Howard. Number ten. I'll get back to you. I think it's actually pretty good. If anybody think thinks that, first different. of all, another thing, people's, I love Roy Holiday. I have his number statue right behind me. Roy Holiday might be, he very may well be my favorite Phillies pitcher of all time. He is not a top 10 Philly. Because he was, he had two good, he had one incredible season and then one good season. He was here from 2010 to 2014 and then, 2014, he was having those overheat, those overheatings and uh, on the mound. I don't. I, she wasn't here long enough. If you want to take a top ten, a top all time Phillies list, you have to go from how many years they've been here. In my opinion. Please hold one second, Ben. Holding. I'm checking some stats here. Okay. Oh yeah. How about how about Chuck Klein? Where's he? Where's he there? Chuck Klein. All right, Chuck Klein's probably three twenty hitter. 1,201 RBIs, 300 home runs, 922 career OPS with a 543 slugging. He's MVP, probably... he, won, he won the MVP. Hold on. He's in the Hall of Fame, but he won the MVP. He won the Triple Crown, two-time All-Star, and a batting title. Now, he was only on the Phillies for oh, – he was on the Phillies for 15 seasons of his 19. Uh, I mean – just based on the pitching that there was back then, he's probably like number ten. What about Richie Ashburn's pitching? He was facing some good pitchers in nineteen fifty. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, nineteen fifties were good with the best era of baseball ever. The Wiz Kids, baby. So you're and telling also, me that just, when. Rashburn's overall skill, like the question, his speed, question, the, question. The, his defense is center field. Are you telling me that? So in oh wait no hold on wrong guy here. All right, maybe I'll put I'll put it. I'll put ni- hold on hold on hold on. In nineteen forty four, I don't have a good argument here. Never mind. <laughs> he hit Chuck Klein hit one forty three in nineteen forty four. And then you're telling me that Richie Ashburn, four years later, the pitching was that different? Ignore that. No. 1940, we'll go with that. He hit 304 in 1940. Much different. Ten years difference? Eight years later. Eight eight years? years A lot could happen in eight years, man. Eight years from now, the pitching is so much different. Someone reaches 100 per hour on the mound. And someone has a ball that reaches 130 miles per hour exit velocity or a 520 plus foot home run in a regular season game, I will let you win this argument. All right. I don't know. Give me Chuck Klein on there. He's on my wall behind me. That's the only reason I remembered him. All right. So maybe Chuck, he's a little irrelevant, but. Chuck Klein is a top. He's a top 10 Philly. Good. Good. All right. Let's talk about some current Phillies. Trey Turner. He has not made one single adjustment and is the best thing about this entire this entire month. 
John Crook actually brought it, brought it up on the post-game show, and it was one of the most insightful comments I've heard in a while. And he's, he's I shouldn't say he hasn't made any adjustments. He's Nothing mechanically has changed. It's more of his approach and his mindset, I think. But he's not getting these hits because of something major that he's doing. He's successful because of what he's doing prior to getting these hits. If you look at his at-bats, I was watching the game, I think it was two days ago, and he takes a pitch. It was a high and away. I think it was a sinker that broke away from him. And about two or three inches off the plate, it gets called a ball. It was a ball. And the first thing I thought was, if this was two months ago, Trey Turner fouled. He fouls it back to the screen, and now it's one ball and two strikes instead of two balls and one strike. The his, next pitch, he uh, rotes uh, it down the line for a double. He's not going to have that same swing if it's one-two instead of two. His one. whole adjustment at the plate just changed, and it's because I know you don't like when I bring the crowd and the fans into it, but this was because he got support. He needed support, and he got it, and look what happened. You can see the difference from pre-August 4th to now. And I was at the game on August 4th. So I fixed Trey Turner. I was part of that cause. And it was not Jack Fritz. Jack Fritz is not the guy to make... He did not make the idea to stand up for Trey Turner. It was the Philly captain, my boy. Philly captain fixed Trey Turner. Don't you think Trey Turner still has to get the hits? Well, yeah. I, I love the Philly captain, but if I he just... went up there and faced... The best pitchers in baseball. I don't think he's going to make too much contact. No, I, I, it's like a thing. I Philly cat to fix Trey Turner, but no, I mean he, I know, I know. he I've got it. it. He got it out there. Texas, Fritz, sorry. Fritz also put it out there. There was a lot of guys that put it out there. I um, yeah, Philly Sports Supports put it out there. Um, so maybe Philly Sports Supports fix Trey Turner. I'll take the credit, but no, I mean it was it was, and then the fans had to execute it too. So we, we the fans. I gave Trey Turner support, and you can see the difference from August 4th prior to that. The say, it's the same swing. It's just a different mindset. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way to put it. And it's not just the, like, another example of this could be the other day there's a pitch he checks swings at, and instead of having that passive approach, later in the count because he was almost fooled by that breaking ball. He put a good swing on a fastball and he drove it for a home run. I think that's, that's really, really valuable when you're able to recognize that, Hey, I've got one strike on me. Now I have two strikes on me, but that's not the same as having three strikes on me when I'm going to go sit in the dugout. I've got one more life to go up here and, and be productive at the plate and Turner recognizing that was really, really valuable for him. He's I had been, another question for you, and I can't think been, of it. It's been pretty special what's happened. Oh, I remember my question. Yeah. So back to the whole Trey Turner and the crowd thing. Yeah. Give me a percentage. So, like, what I want what I want to hear, what percentage We're standing of Trey on... Turner's success came from the fan, the fan support? There is a number I have in my head right now, and if you say more than that, I'm not going to be happy. Is your number over under 50? Can't tell you that. 60% fans. Okay, I can deal with that. What was your number? Was your number 50? No, I was around there. I think I I was fluctuating between 60 and 70. Yeah, I think... I really do think that knowing the people behind you... Yeah, 
Trey Turner, he still has to hit the baseball. Like, if the fans do that and Trey Turner still isn't hitting, we have a different story. But Trey Turner is it's just magic. It's like two different seasons of Trey Turner from August 4th prior to now. And he's hitting the baseball. So if he's hitting the baseball, he still gets credit for fixing. He still has to fix himself. But I think the fans, knowing he has supporters and people are behind him, helped him hit the baseball. It's invaluable. It really is. It's it holds so much more value that can never they can never be described or even put into words in any way. Um, but yes, you're right. At the end of the day, he still has to hit the baseball. He still needs to prepare himself physically, mentally, um, strategically to make sure that he's ready to compete every day. But the, the fans, what they did was incredible, and I do think that there's that he would not have the same numbers if it were not for what happened at the bank that night. So, Ben, we thank you. Bell Ringers Podcast thanks you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, well, now we're going to go to a Bell Ringers Podcast special called Pepper. I oh, have three questions I'm about gonna get my popcorn for this one. a guy you love but a topic you hate. Oh, no. This is about Bryce Harper. And oh, so but you just said how you don't like ranking Harper on all time Phillies lists. Well, I have three questions. You have 20 seconds for each question. Let me get the timer up to answer my questions. We have three, three questions about the number, the man that wears the number three. He hit his 300th home run on Wednesday. Here we go. Three, two, one. Does Bryce Harper need to win a World Series to be considered a Phillies legend? No, just not. I, I, I really think that Phillies legend is all about performance and having the fans enjoy the team that's playing. And I think that Harper has brought that already. If he continues to do so, he goes down as a Phillies legend in my book. His numbers are there. The presence he has is there. If he keeps it up, he's got, he's got, the, got the award. How many home runs will Harper end his career with? Five hundred and forty-seven. All right. If Harper wins sixty-seven. Okay. If Harper wins one championship, is he a top two Philly of all time? That's hard. Uh, and keeps up his current pace in terms of numbers, producing around a 300 career hitter, high OPS numbers. Is that a yes? It's your question. Well, it's your one. Oh, yeah. one asking it. It's, it depends on. So what if he becomes the most mediocre player and still wins a championship? All right, he has to keep up his current stats. Sure. Top two. All right, Schmidt that's, Harper. That's crazy. All right, let's go back to this Harper need to win a World Series. I agree with you, but I think in the, in Philadelphia, we care more about championships than, than – except if your name's Allen Iverson, you have to win a championship. Um, and in my book, I feel like if if you're a great player – 
but you can't lead a team to a championship. I don't look as valued. You're not as valued in my book, which is why I don't think Allen Iverson's the greatest sixer of all time. So I don't I still think he'd be a legend. I don't know if he'd be, you know, a top nine, eight Philly of all time. Wow. Um so let's say Mike Trout finishes finishes his career with the Angels. Is he an Angels legend? Well, Harper has the teams to win a championship. Mike Trout does not. So, is that in Trout's control, though? If he has as much say in the as in this in the organization as Harper does, oh no, he Harper doesn't have any say. Yes, he does. Get out of here! I won't believe that. And the reason I got to hear from Dombrowski, Fold, or Rice's mouth. If the reason, one of the, but I I would say one of, if not the major reason, Trey Turner came to Philadelphia is to be with Harper. Well, you know that for starters, he wanted to be on the East Coast. Okay, he could and... have gone. He could. There were multiple teams on the East Coast that he could have gone to. True, I do think it had influence. But do you think there aren't players who want to play alongside Mike Trout? Bryce Harper's on a. There's a difference between being a player that attracts other players and then actually instigating that attraction by some sort of action or thought provoking. I don't even know. Thought provoking pandering. Well, 2019, the Phillies were terrible, and they Zach Wheeler wanted to come to Philadelphia in 2020. Then why aren't why is it not happening to the Angels? Angels have been god awful. They remit, they still have one of the best players in baseball, if not the best player. In well, baseball. the Phillies weren't the Phillies weren't god awful, and I think also it's something with the ownership with the two teams. John Middleton is a so then it is the owners. It's part of it, but it's also why would you play for an owner if there's nobody good on the team? Harper, I would, I would. At this point, I think Harper's part of the ownership. Next question: You said 547 home runs for Harper. Yeah, six, 547 to 570. Okay, Mike Trout, Mike Schmidt, not Mike Trout. Mike Schmidt owns the Phillies' record for home runs. And he has Jeopardy music really quick. PhillySportsSports.com taking a while to load. Uh, Mike Schmidt is 548. So you think he gets over Schmidt? Did I really say 47? I think so. That's too funny. That's too R- funny. Ryan Howard um, is 382. So Harper will definitely get – I for, per MLB.com, Chuck Klein only had 282 with the Phillies. So I don't know how to rank this because my MLB, I couldn't find a good spot, a good like thing for like how many home runs guys hit that wore Phillies uniform. Like Jim Tomey wasn't put on the list. Chuck Klein wasn't on the list of over 300 home runs because he only has 300. Um, it was just Schmidt and Howard, which I didn't, I couldn't find a good spot because. Jim Tomey is over 500. I think he's over 600. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, and then if Harper wins one championship, is he a top two Philly of all time? Absolutely not. If he wins more than two, maybe. But Steve Car- over Steve Carlton? Well, how long did Carlton play for the Phillies? I don't know the answer to this question. 
hold on. His best years were in Philadelphia, I'll tell you that. Steve Carlton played in Philadelphia for 15 seasons. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought it was like more around the 8-10 range. In those um, 15 seasons, he won one, two, he won four Cy Youngs. He was an all-star for one, two, three, four, five, six seasons. He was voted top 10 in the MVP. One, two, three, four, five times. So, yeah, I would say he had a pretty good career in Philadelphia. Any won a World Series and two National League pennants? I would say... And other than 80 and 83, those teams weren't great. I would say that uh, that Harper is definitely number three, though, because what he – well, is this list based on, like, how much they're – just how good they are, how much they're well-liked, how much the success they have, or – like, how much they're well is liked? Is solely based on? If it was how much they're well liked, I think Harper would already be number one. So does that? Would you say that contributes to this list then? If you wanted to, it can. It's your list. If it does, then he's two, and then he's probably three. Okay. If he wins the championship, that's a big if. It is. I still think Harper will get another MVP. Unless Otani comes to the NL. Unless what? Otani comes to the National League. That's true. That would uh that would end his end any hopes. And I'm sure people are gonna hate me for saying this, but any season that Shohei Otani is average as a pitcher and average as a hitter, he is my MVP. He yeah. should have won it last year. Well, the only reason he didn't win it last year is because Aaron Judge made history, and if and they why does that up- matter? And they were making up for Why does that matter? They were giving him another charity award for 2017. Why does that matter? It should not matter. Well, first of all, he plays in New York. He's a Yankee. So he already gets a higher... It should not matter either. I'm telling you how it works. I know you're telling me how it works. He plays... Publicizing my dismay. I agree with you. But it's just the bigger market than the Los Mm -hmm. Angeles Angels. Yeah, that, that was... That was that was upsetting because what Otani does is it's beyond me. It's incredible. Um, does he have the AL MVP locked up this year? Yeah. Do you want Otani in Philadelphia? <laughs> Seriously, asking that question? Come on. Um. Yeah, of of course. Do I want him in Philadelphia? I would love that. Do Is it going to happen? No. The front office to spend that money. I'm thinking probably. And do you want that much? Five hundred to six hundred million dollars. Do you want that much media around your team and that much publicity about a single player team overshadowing your entire team? No. No. So I don't. I don't really want Otani. I mean, it'd be great. We'd be. In, we'd be incredible. But I. It's, first of all, it's not going to happen. Second. I, I just don't think it would be good for the clubhouse. 
I would absolutely love the performances and uh, the the skill level of the team and uh, and like solely looking at how they perform on the field and their lineup on paper. Yes, it would be the they'd be the best team in baseball. I really do think that, but I think there are too many ifs and buts, what ifs to to make it worth doing and then on top of that there's the financial aspect of it how many years is he going to want i mean if if something happens to him if something happens like it's the strangest thing to say but the amount of money that you're giving one single player this would be like double harper's contract (laughs) like the i really do think the annual average value on this would be double bryce harper it would and i just don't feel comfortable doing that i mean if something happens where He's out for a season, two seasons. He, there, there's even a like legitimate possibility now he's not going to pitch again. Um, no, no way. I would do that from a financial. If I was the GM, no chance. Yeah, it's not, just not a chance. The only place where I could see Otani going, the Dodgers, and Yankees. I don't think he would go to the Mets. I don't, I don't, I don't see any other teams that one have the.